When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you sign up, download the app, and when you sign up, use that code CHGO for sure. Uh, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, Luke Stuckmeyer, and this is a big day at CHGO. Big for who? Big for us? For us. The diehards. Big for the diehards. Who are the diehards, you say? In this, in the, Everybody that listens to this podcast yeah. is a diehard and should be a diehard. We have our right look. I, I look at the first list. Shane, Jack, Sean. Diehards. Die die Every day. Die Every but day. there are a lot of people who believe they are Chicago sports diehards, and that's who we reach out to at CHGO. Yeah. And so today's the kind of the rebranding of our membership, and, and we've really made some adjustments to our membership plan. Um, you've seen a lot of it probably on social media going out, a lot of the branding. Uh, one of the big things is certainly the discounts you get, right? So it's 20% off to all the events for the year. It's 20% off merch all the time, anytime. It's uh, exclusive merch just for members. Uh, it's exclusive deals, exclusive hangouts just for the diehards. It's, more importantly, unlocking lots of our content so a lot of the stuff that was behind the paywall for instance ryan's great stuff if you miss some of it during the season we're unlocking it like we're un- unlocking lots of it so yeah. it's still a lot of it real valid go back in there right now because we've changed it unlocked it we're gonna talk about some of it today we're yeah. gonna talk about some of it today but moving forward a lot more of it will be unlocked uh of course there's still reasons obviously to want to be a member. That's one of them because there's still some stuff, but we're really trying to reach the diet. We're not trying to exclude people. So we're, we're unlocking a lot of stuff and we have some great writers. Ryan's one, Will Gottlieb's one, like Thank Jay Zawoski does great stuff on ho- hockey. Uh, Hope, Vinny, Duber. Duber. Vinny Duber writing cricket stories How about on, Duber? His, on his honeymoon in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not reading his White Sox stuff, but if he's going to write about cricket <laughs> at his honeymoon, and all the Bears stuff. I mean, from Australia. Yeah, and it's, it's what if we started incredible. a column called Delmetrics, though? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or I, I thought, <laughs> what about a yeah. podcast, Die Hard for the Diehards, just talking about the movie Die Hard around the holidays, <laughs> and whether it's a Christmas movie or not? A Christmas it is movie? a Christmas movie. Okay. It is 100% a Christmas movie. It's all Never seen it. Christmas I still holiday. don't know where I stand oh, on that. Oh, Joseph, come still, on, bro. Never seen it get made fun of every day by Matt and Dave. You but know you know who else hasn't seen it is Io. So 
That's fine. <laughs> That's true. I've I never seen Die Hard. No. no, it but came also, out like twelve. Like came out like fifteen years before we were born. But he's also younger than you, so only like, by a couple months. Wow. Okay. I owe if you want to be friends. You know what? Just let me you know. know what Christmas song that I really, Speaking really of, love to hate though. No, that Mariah Carey one. Oh, that's yeah. the only one I like. By the no, way, if, no, have no. you? Ever I can hear seen, it one time and then I'm done. Have you seen it though? The time that she went to sing it live on like NBC or one of those Christmas specials for the lighting of the tree at Rockefeller, and, and got a she, bad reaction. Yeah. yeah, no, she lost the song like in her ear, and she was actually singing it live. It's so outrageously bad that it's worse than Cody singing Creed. <laughs> and, and that is a level of singing that I don't think I've heard. I'm, I'm serious when I say you can't believe she's even a professional. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. bad. It's like your worst nightmare of, like, your cousin singing in the shower or something. I just, like, it's I, just... Yeah, I mean, I guess the the song version of it, I that's the only Christmas song I really enjoy. Like, I don't... I don't know. I, I think Christmas. I love Christmas, obviously, but I think Christmas music is a little overrated, and and the classics are, are who, very old. As someone who used to work eight to ten hour days at a grocery store, stocking shelves when I was like eighteen years old, Yippee-ki-yay. I cannot do Christmas music anymore. No, because they would start it literally the day after Halloween, and it would play all the way up until hell, even New Year's. Yeah, like I I couldn't do it, man. I I can't do it anymore. <laughs> People will call me a, a Grinch or whatever because of that, but, like, I don't care. Like, scarred. Scarred, huh? Scarred. No, no, no I like hearing movies. the Christmas, Christmas movies. Christmas movies now, though. Okay. Sean uh, wants to know if Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yes. I, I've never seen I've seen Corey, it. Corey's seen wondering if, uh, ago, do you think Correa's seen Die Hard? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, the Super Chat. Super Chat. He's, he's seen Correa. Die Hard. Correa's Correa. definitely yeah. seen Die Hard. Come on. Maybe we he's, ask him. he's not that much older than I am. He's like, listen, if the Cubs could sign Ryan McLean right now, I would do it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, if he signs with the Cubs, uh, you know, I'll ask him. Will be one of the first things I ask him. Flex. Is training is if Flex. See, that's that why we have a guy who goes to the ballpark. <laughs> right? yeah, speaking of, speaking of Number which, one though, question: How many Jordans do you own? Second question: <laughs> Have you seen, seen Die Hard? But did you hear everyone in the chat? Did you hear the voice behind the producer mic today? It's Joey. 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 Relax, everybody. Yeah, Relax. I mean, I listen, these Bulls guys think they have control of yeah. Joey's schedule, and then we we show Joey said, "Hold yeah. on, fellas, your team sucks." <laughs> we're, right we're now. missing we're missing Joey's superfan uh, Jack. He jumped in the stream at the very end of yesterday's show, and I felt bad for him because he said in the yeah. chat that so we're um, always on. that he's in school yeah. during our show in the oh. off season and. Now that Joey is here, and he's probably cool. in class we'll, right we'll be now. doing bats later, so you know he's That's always he's, he's always in the, up for that. He's always yeah. in the bat show. I don't know the Bulls. The Bulls uh, team just borrowed him for the season. Yeah, but Joey's ours. He was ours first. Also, Jack, just get an earpiece. Like the, the, they're yeah, so small these days that <laughs> yeah, there you go. Teachers aren't ever going to see that there stuff, you, you know. Uh, also, part of the diehard plan, like members that were currently or original members, automatically being upgraded to diehard level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Die Hard card, right? You get in the yeah. Die Hard card and free merch every year. So you get a you get a free shirt or hat every year. Every time it renews, right? Every I time believe. you renew, you get the free hat, free shirt when you renew it. I mean, that's the membership alone. When you talk about the discounts, you're going to get to all these things. The discounts on the merch and the free shirt. You, the free shirt is like halfway to earning your way <laughs> yeah, right. for the year. Yeah. So like the. The content and everything you're getting, plus all the discounts mm-hmm. and opportunities, we're also going to do some, like, 
Zoom um, happy hours. Yes. Yeah, well, we're just going to hang out and have drinks on Zoom. So instead of chatting with, you know, Shane and Jack and RWB team here, we'll be able to see faces. Yeah. Yeah, the Discord is still, is still going to be going. Discord. And then we're I like work. Shane's comment. He says, I get a card. You can get that card, and you can be like that guy at Boston College. With the Costco. With the Costco yeah, card. That was sweet. Wow. I mean, Just pull it out. Cody, you should meme I'm that. I'm still mind blown by the that. Costco card right. helping that guy land that girl. I yeah. mean, if I would have had that when I was a teenager, I would have had significantly less pain growing up. So, like, <laughs> you can use your CHGO diehard card to to just up your 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 right. game. You know like, what I mean? Somebody I'm said I'm taken. Cody's taken. Ryan, you I said Ryan, this is right up Ryan's you alley, move. man. You, you get the diehard card out and you walk into wherever you want, Wrigleyville. At, you know, you're gonna have a drink after the game. You walk into Murphy's. You go up to the bar, you see the girl you like, and you just slide the diehard card across the table. Yeah. I mean, I... It's I, over. It's I, over. I liken... And then you over. say CHGO. I liken the diehard card to the Chipotle gold card, except it is better. Yeah. Um, but the Chipotle gold card is like, it's like, it's like one, like one A, like one, probably maybe two, like one and two top cards you could get. Sam's Club is number three for me. Have I told um, the Michael Barrett card story? No. I don't know. So, Michael, I had to present a Cubs player of the year at a March of Dimes banquet, and for that year to have been selected as <laughs> Michael Barrett, like he had done a lot of things in the community and had a good season, right? And so I went about saying that when I was on the road once, I was eating at a Cracker Barrel, and nobody is just an everyday Joe more than Michael Barrett because there was Michael Barrett and his family eating the Uncle Herschel special just across the table. And I was like, this is unbelievable. You have a Cubs player eating Cracker Barrel. I yes, said this go. in the March of Dimes banquet. Next spring training comes, Michael Barrett comes bear-hugging me in the Ho-Ho Cam Arizona clubhouse because he's like, you're not going to believe this. He goes into his locker, and Cracker Barrel has sent him a gold card, free Cracker Barrel for life. Ooh. Just because you talked about it. Now, that is sweet, <laughs> but it is still not as big as our diehard card. No, not at all. Right cracker Barrel's pretty nice. Joel says he's about to go ham with his CHGO card at the Scottsdale Mall. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shane Shane said he's taking a CHGO, oh, yeah. CH, CHGO card, YouTube going to hang free. out with Zach Wilson and, and go big mm -hmm. game hunting. Yeah, it's not just the CHGO card, guys. It's the diehard card. The diehard card. Yes. And Matt says he's going to use it at Wiener Circle. There you go. You'll get something there. You definitely get might not be what you're expecting, but <laughs> go ask for a chocolate shake while you're at it. Um. Slide the slide the diehard card across and be like, one chocolate shake, please. <laughs> this is great, no, and this, this you is, will get unexpected results. This is all such good stuff. Like this has been a great day. Big unexpected big launch, oh, big launch of the diehard membership. Very excited okay. for what this is going to do, and I, I, it look, feels like everyone, all the feedback we're Shout getting out is to everyone the 69 is 69 people in the chat. Who are just diehards nice. yeah. because it is November 17th and Carlos Correa is still a free agent. Yet we're still here talking about it and all the other things along with yeah. everything going on here. And uh, I think that proves just how much diehard, diehard Cubs yeah. fans are. And if you want to sign up, being uh, diehards of us. So if you want to sign up for a diehard card and, or diehard uh, membership, yeah. If you want to sign up for a diehard membership, go to allchgo.com. It's in there. You get all the stuff. There's a whole die, uh, CHGO diehard um, little tab that you can pull down. It has merch, events, lounge, newsletter, content. It's got everything. Uh, you can go sign up there. Um, 
and it's yeah, annual. It's, it's yearly. It's yeah, listen. Yeah. It's it's seventy nine ninety nine. It's eighty bucks a year, and you're getting twenty percent off all of our events. You're getting special events. You're getting special merch. You're getting twenty percent off all the merch. You buy one shirt, you get the free shirt. You're you're practically making money on the end of it. And one of the things they unlocked for you was, you know, some of the old articles, and one of the most recent one was after the GM meetings. You had the five questions for the Cubs, right? Mm-hmm. Five questions the Cubs need to answer. Of those five offseason. questions, and go check it out, allchgo.com. It's it's open, so there'll be lots of Cubs articles mm-hmm. if you weren't a member that you will now be able to see starting to pop up in there. Um, what Which of those five questions is still the most valid? For me, it's the shortstop thing, right? Like, will they sign a shortstop? And, you know, the title of this podcast, Why is Correa not a Cub yet? <laughs> What are we waiting for? Um, that that was the one. I, that was the number one question I posed in that article, um, and it still is to me. I think it's still the the position that it's the question make, of the off season. It's, it's the one that makes everything else work because it allows, you know, obviously the the, the up the middle uh, <laughs> diehards get ice cream followed by a mom. shout out to Matt. <laughs> what a comment! Um, yes. Uh, Matt I is only actually. Wish, I only wish you would have done it. Done it as a super chat. What's the oh, comment? Man. Matt says diehards get ice cream followed by a Marlboro with, with naked, naked deck guy. guy. <laughs> and the problem is that Matt actually is the naked deck guy. <laughs> Probably yeah. is. Now that I, now I'm what sorry. a plot twist that would be if that were true. Ryan oh, shortstops. Yes. Sorry. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sometimes the the chat is distracting, and then I love it. Uh, Hold on. Wait. One more distracting. Okay. Thing. Sorry. One more. Okay, one All, more. Right. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. I made this for Cody. You made something? Yes. Yeah, yes. there it is. There it is. See it's the, the girl from Boston College with her diehard card. Is that Will Gottlieb in the front of that picture? We'll, we'll, tweet, we'll tweet that out from, yes. from the account. Right I already there. tweeted it. Sorry. Okay, there you go. All right. We'll retweet you, Joey. Thank you. Um, yeah, back to shortstops. Uh, yeah. that, that, that's the position that it feels like makes everything else work because it, it gives you a big power bat that you want. Um, because the Cubs didn't have a lot of it, especially if you get a guy like Correa. And you know, Wilson say, gone. Yeah, Wilson's gone. So you're trying to replace one anyway, but especially a guy like Correa. Uh, you know, Trey Turner had some pop in this year, like some impressive pop. Um, they all can they all can hit home runs, which is something the Cubs didn't do enough this past season. Um, so it, it adds that element to the lineup. Also gives you uh, another very good up-the-middle defender. Uh, in a time when, uh, again, the shift is being banned, the Cubs have all these ground ball pitchers, like you're going to need premium up-the-middle defense, um, and these guys will provide that. And then, you know, it, it provides a lot of versatility this year and then, you know, later when – because Nico's still young. He's younger than all those guys. If those guys start to grow old a little bit and, and need to move off shortstop, well, you got Nico who can move right, right, right back into it, and those guys can move to third or can move to second, whatever it is. Um, it's just a position that makes the most sense to, to – bring someone in this off season. And that's why it's the number one question to me is, is can they do it? Not should they do it? Not will they do it? Is can they do it? Because will you know, can they, can they pony up, give up the money that they're, they're going to have to. Um, and then can they convince these guys to come to Chicago? That's, they, that's they, the big thing. They better do it. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor saying Nico would win the gold glove for a decade at second base. Well, that's the idea to have really good, Defense yeah. up the middle. It's like when they had Dunstan and Rhino there for a while. Like, that's the kind of combo you need is the super athletic guy and the guy that's so steady and just not go over and over, just going to make the play, make the play, make the play. And Nico has shown he can be that athletic guy too. So I would love to yeah. see, you know, them just gobbling up ground balls 
that are hit up the middle yeah. nonstop next season. Well, for Nico, he was I mean he was a Gold Glove finalist his like true rookie season yeah. at second base, um, and he probably should have been a Gold Glove finalist this year. I, I'm still curious why we all he, agree with that. curious why he wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. But he he was if he wasn't he wasn't in the top three he had to have been number four, so he yeah. should have been a finalist. Um, at shortstop, so just to think that he's entering his prime now, he could easily be perennial Gold Glove candidate for the next five, six, seven, you know, however many years that he's as long as he's healthy, yeah. you know. Um, which, yeah, it's just, that that just makes everything as far as defensively up the middle, you don't have to worry about it. And I see in the chat, people are wondering where's Collada to laugh at our Correa talk because he's the pessimist. Well, that's clear. He he already received his diehard card, and he's out there. Hitting the town, most likely. Probably. Yeah, possibly. 71 ain't going to stop him from pushing that diehard card around <laughs> oh. town. <laughs> oh. Get you in a lot of places. Are you a diehard? Die yeah, buffets start at 5 o'clock. You get in early. You, you go Early to, bird special. You know, there's like... Diehard card, old country buffet, slide it There's across. also people like me and Joey who do look a little younger, do still get ID'd at bars. What if we just you know, pull out the... You're suggesting I wouldn't get ID'd at a, at a bar. No. I don't think that is I, false. I, don't, I, don't I went to a bar. With, I, I went to a with, dinner with my parents the other day, and they carded that. Oh, I don't get carded when I met dinner been with my parents. Couple, I haven't even been to a they bar. They got carded. Since, like, but what? you did it. I was being I carded. Did too. Oh, you did get carded. Get carded. I, I got carded. I got carded on my honeymoon, and I was forty-three. I don't know. I like them apples, kids. Either way, you pull it out there, you may not even need an ID because you, yeah. you got the diehard card. Right. So I just let you ID. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. I'm a CHGO diehard. Yeah. You don't, like, I'll skip the entire line. Thank you. You don't, you don't <laughs> need a passport anymore. You don't, you don't need a passport anymore. You don't need that stupid real ID. Yeah. You break out that diehard card, throw it across. Office, <laughs> officer, I'm asking you, please roll down the window. Shh. <laughs> I'm going, that, I'm going to Cancun you. in January. I'm definitely just going to take my CHGO diehard card. That's getting me to Cancun. No doubt. When Cody gets pulled over going That's a uh, great 17 play. Yeah, miles an hour. When you get pulled hour, over. Exactly. <laughs> Cody gets pulled over 17 miles an hour going the wrong direction on that scooter without a helmet. All he's got to do is show that ID. Yeah. Officer, die hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Mr. Domando. May I get interest your podcast. you in die hard? <laughs> <laughs> All this die hard talk is uh, launch the porn bots onto our yeah. chat on YouTube. They're gone. They're gone. They're Got gone. Them out Thank in record you. Thank time. You. Uh, By the way, I love the Die Hard logo. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The Die Hard logo awesome. is awesome. Um, another thing cool, from cool. Uh, Art Ryan's work. article that we haven't really talked about, and I'm surprised we did not discuss, uh, like, we didn't discuss it yesterday because we had Tommy Hadovy. You should go check that show out if you haven't. Um, we didn't discuss the guys the Cubs decided to keep on the roster or put on the 40-man. Yes. Um, the Rule 5 draft protection deadline, which is Kevin Alcantara, Ben Brown, Ryan Jensen, and Brandon Davis. And of the four, really only Ryan Jensen would have been the one in question, right? Yeah, he was like, uh, I would... Mm -hmm. Borderline. A former first-round pick. A little more of a surprise. Mm -hmm. They were hoping he's a starter, has been good as a reliever, right? He's, I mean, I don't know what they know exactly what he's going to be. Like, he could still potentially be a starter. Um, spent a lot of time on the de- developmental yeah, list. Yeah, he spent year. like a month in, in in the developmental list. Uh, you know, down in Arizona working on things. Um, we but talked he, about he was, that a little he bit with was, Max Bain. Yeah. He was like the I don't even I didn't want to say surprise, but it was the one that was like the other three were locks, and right. he wasn't. It was until, the only question mark yeah, out of that group. Like it was like Brennan Davis, Ben Brown, um, I'm like Kevin Alcantara were. They, they were, were going, they were 100%. Brennan Davis is probably going to be ready to go at some point next year. 
Um, you know, Kevin O'Contra is a top 100 prospect. Right. Even if he's not ready to go in the next two years, you can't you, afford that a you, bad team would be willing to sit him on their forty man. Yeah. You don't. You don't let. You don't let a guy like that. You know, be, be at risk of getting taken in the Rule Five draft. And then you have Ben Brown, who showed a lot of good stuff with the Phillies enough that when the Cubs got him, it, it was pretty much. Even then, it was like it's pretty much a done deal. The Cubs were going to put him on the. Yeah, he was the Robertson the deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it was going to happen. Um, as long as he pitched well uh, in Iowa or um, in Tennessee when he came over uh, to the Cubs, and he did that, so he had like a thirty-two point one percent strikeout rate. I want to say uh, with Tennessee, so um, he very quickly locked in his spot on the forty-man uh, this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Jensen and, is and the Greg, one. And Greg Greg Huss, when he, we had him on the day of the deadline, you know, in regards to, I wish we should ask him more about his thoughts on Kevin Alcantara, but he's. I, there was a tweet that he sent weeks before we had him on where he said that he thinks Kevin Alcantara has like could be a top 20 prospect by the end of next year or something like that. And so it was to me it wasn't a surprise to see Alcantara make it make it on there cuz even though we we're not going to see him until 2024 unless he goes to South be, Bend and it may be even just, later than that. Maybe yeah. like 2025. Like not saying that he's it like, has to be. Well, he's like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And, and again, playing. remember, this is how valuable this guy is to the Cubs organization, that they're protecting him at this age, even though he's still this far away. Mm. He's the guy you got for Rizzo. Yeah. So, I, I, again, him. all the, the Rizzo talk we've done over the last right. seven, eight months, like mm. it's – they right. got something then, back. They made the most of that deal. And I don't know what Ryan Jensen's going to end up being. I mean – not they don't the, know what Ryan Jensen's like, going to end up This year was kind of a step back for him, it felt like, considering what he had did in 2021. I mean, he won minor league pitcher of the month for uh, one of those months in 2021 with the Cubs. Um, it seemed like he was starting to trend up and perhaps maybe find a way onto the roster last year. Just didn't happen. Looks like – I mean, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head what happened, but um, – Hopefully, you know, with this time on the developmental list and, you know, this offseason, hopefully, like, I could I could see him potentially make an appearance for the Cubs next year some, some, in some way or form. I don't know what. Like, it'd either be out of the bullpen or, you know, if they maybe, – maybe as a starter, but I, I would assume out of the bullpen at this point, but I, I'm not sure. He but. might not make the playoff roster, but he could play. He well, might not make the World Series roster. He might not make their World Series roster next year, but he, you know. <laughs> and Brennan Davis, like you knew he was going to make it on there because, like, like there's no way. <laughs> I also feel like, yeah, especially considering now that Ryan Jensen is on the forty man roster, to you know to get another guy that isn't on the four, like he would be easy enough to bring up if they need someone to come up and, and take a spot on the, in the pitching staff because he's already on the forty man. So all it takes is. Is you know bringing him up, optioning right. him back down. Whereas a guy like, yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't even know a name off the top of my head, but other guys that obviously aren't on the forty man would take having to open up one of those spots. So that would take someone having to go on the sixty man or someone being DFA'd. All you know these different kind of maneuvers that would have to that would take opening up a forty man spot. That that it makes it way easier to assume that when they do need an arm uh, from AAA, if you know that, that's going to be Ryan Jensen. Right, because he because he's our again he's easy enough to to call him up um, and see if he can you know figure out the major figure things out at the major league level. And you know Trevor's pointing out they decided to protect him over somebody like Cam Sanders. 
And that's who Greg was talking about. Like, his stuff's good enough. If somebody's going to get plucked off that list from the Cubs, you're not going to lose all the guys you didn't protect. But somebody like Cam Sanders, who's, you know, pumping heat there, like, and as a reliever, those are the type of guys that teams can stash even if a guy's not totally ready for the major leagues yet. So, I mean, they were interesting decisions. And, again, the type of decision you want your franchise to have to make often because that shows that you have talent in the system Mm -hmm. coming at all levels. And so it's a good thing. Now, the Cubs did go through their whole tendering offer thing to Wilson Contreras, who turned it down. That deadline for tendering offers to players is coming up on Friday. The Dodgers still have not done it with Cody Bellinger. So, you know, not to date the podcast too much, but that's a guy that we've heard – a lot of teams talking about, and we've heard Cubs fans in the chat and here like saying, oh, I'd be interested in kicking the tires on Cody Bellinger. Has he been a good hitter? No, not the last couple of years, but he has also proven he can play at an MVP level and he's very good defensively. I think we'd all rather have him than Kevin Kiermeyer. I'd rather, I, I, I'd rather have his point, upside. Yeah, yes. yeah, the upside. The upside. I, I, I'm, yeah. If they were, if they were equal Everything. price, yes. Right. But I I think you'd we have you'd have they'd have to pay Cody Bellinger more based off the arbitration left, right? Isn't that how it works? Um No. I, I'm not sure exactly how I it works. I don't know how it works. Well think about it what happened with Schwarber. He went out and signed a ten million dollar deal. I don't know if that had anything to do with his arbitration or not. I mean I That's could be fair. wrong on that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is. Um but I know that I would like to see the Cubs be able to identify whatever changed for him offensively. Well, Dustin Kelly. We're going to talk about Dustin Kelly here in the next segment. Like, let's let's hope that 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 is a guy. I said he would have been in L.A. working for the Dodgers with their hitters when Cody Bellinger was at his peak. So, if he knows something and he's told the Cubs then that is certainly someone they, you would think that they would target because we know that the upside of finding that guy is, is the upside is MVP-level player. Yeah. yeah. If, you can, if you can figure out what that is, MVP-level player, the floor for him is a less expensive Jason Hayward and a better defensive player than what Hayward is now at this point in his yeah. career. At, at this point, And yeah, more yeah. versatile. He could play first place. He could play center field. Left-handed bat, too. And a left-handed bat. I mean, yeah, so Jack Jack Brown points out Bellinger gets 18 mil if he is tendered. Um, yeah, again, either I'm way, not, it's I'm for not, one year. Yeah, it's one so year. So it's not even like that big of a deal. It, it's not. It's not. Again, I I think we've kind of gotten no to matter the expectation what, that no it's matter not about what you're the, paying him. It's I think not for about one the, year. It's worth the try. It's not about the years. Uh, it's not about the money. It's more about the years and, and length of contract. Yes. Is, is sorry for interrupting you twice. Do it all the time. Well, you do it to me, too. I just interrupted both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Interrupt. (laughs) Uh, All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We are going to talk about Dustin Kelly, that key guy, uh, in a second, uh, because he spoke recently. But first, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Just had a bratwurst for lunch on the grill here at CHGO. (laughs) Oh, yes. Makers of all natural deli meat sausages and their famous meat sticks, perfect for go. tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. 
These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick packed in there, making it a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks and chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. And they are delicious because they're made from recipes that are generations in the making. And being all natural, they deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart because those meat sticks are free. All you have to do is use the code CHGO at checkout. Green Look at Ridge that. Farm. Look at that. Simply natural yeah. meat. Die Beautiful. Die meat hard. sticks. Polish, Polish spelling out yes. die hard. Die hard. Die hard. And then the card. And you get a 20% off that Polish. There you go. Uh, ComEd facility. Let's talk about them because the Cubs just put the free lights up. You know, the new lights, the LED lights, it's going to change the way Wrigley looks. ComEd Energy. Here, looks like. By the way, before I get to that, I want to get together at the, the skating rink that's going up at Wrigley's. Is it this Friday? I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow's the debut day for the Winter Wonderland at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. I it think is. so too, yeah. It is, yeah, the 18th, yeah. I want to see Cody pull off a triple sow cow in a pair of skates. I don't know what that is, but it's some sort not, of jump and flip and twirl. I, I can't ice skate. I'm just looking forward to going down the big slide. Thank you. I've never never been able to ice skate either. Yeah, I can't do it's, it. Hmm. Like, I go I go to I've gone to the what they call it, the Chris Kendall Market. That's at Wrigley yeah. every year. It's basically the same thing this year. I've gone. I went last year. Went the year before. I love going to get the like the the cider. Oh whatever. yeah, the cider. Wassel, Wassel. Yeah. I think yeah, they call it. Yeah, it's like. There's some alcohol in there. I don't know. Well, what it's it usually is, schnapps. Yeah, but it's in good. The cider. It's the stuff. And then there's also it's delicious. Like, they always have all the food from like all the local places. You know who's going to be here tomorrow? You would talk about skating. Tomorrow morning, Marion Host is coming in for the Blackhawks oh, yeah. podcast. Eighty one's going to be the, here. On the Blackhawks podcast, legend, legend, yeah. Chicago legend, Blackhawks. We get our argu- own arguably with John Lester, the greatest free agent signing in Chicago sports history. Yeah. He's up, up there, what, three-time Stanley Cup champion? We need to get John yeah, Lester I mean, on this podcast and then hold Corey back, you know? Corey will be breaking down the door to get in here <laughs> if John Lester is in the studio. <laughs> right? Uh, Ron is in the chat, by the way. Uh, hey, ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help you find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC, commercial qu- kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer is going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. It can be done in person or virtually, and it'll last approximately two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Comed.com slash poweringbiz. If you're ready to sign up for that facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email businessee at comed.com or Request that assessment online at their website, comad.com slash facility assessment. So Dustin Kelly, as mentioned, 
came through the Dodgers system, super highly thought of in the Cubs mm-hmm. system, and so I believe they were afraid of losing him and promoted him to hitting coach for the Cubs. He spoke yesterday, Yeah, Ryan? yeah, we had a Zoom Zoom with the media yesterday. What were, what were your impressions? Um, you what know, do you think of him? Impressions is um, he's obviously confident in his ability to do the job. Um, you know, one of the things I asked him uh, was basically like, you know, the Cubs have – been a revolving door of hitting coaches over the last decade. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but um, you know it's definitely in the double digits as far as you know pitching coaches, assistant pitching coaches, how the turnover there. Um, and that's not—I mean, it's not limited to the Cubs. Being a hitting coach is is hard, is hard, right? And staying a pitching coach is hard. Uh, <laughs> yes, pitching coach. Sorry, I keep hitting saying coach, pitching, yes. hitting, hitting coach, because uh, we just had Tommy Hotovy on the show that's yesterday. Right. I keep saying pitching. Being a hitting coach is hard, and staying a hitting coach is hard at the big league level. Um, but he feels confident because, you know, he's worked in he, he's worked in the system for two years. Right. Uh, he was the minor league hitting coordinator for two years. Um, a lot of the guys that are coming up now, he's worked with already in the past. You know, Chris Morrell came up last year. He'd worked with him at, for, for a little while. The young while. hitters um, made know, progress. Brendan Davis, Alexander Canario, when they hopefully eventually come up, We'll have worked with uh, Dustin Kelly at least for a little uh, a, a little bit of time in, in some capacity. Pete Crow Armstrong, same way. Matt Mervis, he talked a lot about Matt Mervis um, and the and the changes he made and, and the just how much he blew up this year. Uh, but it, the, the the part that makes it like okay, maybe this could be the guy again is because he has been in the system for a few years now that he knows who these players are and what makes them tick. And what's their strengths? What's their weaknesses? He doesn't have to relearn all those things right. for a new system. And so once they do start coming up to the major league level, he already has that relationship built, and that you know that makes everything quicker. Makes everything quicker. Makes everything easier. Um, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that sticks around for more than a year, which seems like ev- that's everyone, <laughs> every hitting coach that Cubs have had for the last ten years has been like one year deals and are gone. He maybe he, he he may end up being a guy that you know sticks around for a couple more. A few more. Maybe he sticks, sticks around for a long time. You know like what to make his job easier? Carlos Correa. I mean, yeah, that, that would help. <laughs> <laughs> that helps a hitting coach. Hey, I got Correa in the lineup. <clears throat> I do like the fact that, you know, he's worked with guys in the minors. So, you know, if you want to look back at some of the previous hitting coaches, I mean, you know, the, we all know what happened with the whole Chili Davis thing, right, where yeah. him and, you know, the core guys just did not click. They didn't – they they were like – you know, the core guys, at least from what we know, at least from what I know as a fan and what I feel like I've basically been told is that, you know, core guys were like, hey, you see the ring on my finger? Like, I'm going to do what I do. And then – and he was, you know, all about this other style. So, from that perspective, I'm I'm just like, okay, so he's been working with these guys in the minors. A lot of these guys in the minors, they're gonna all going to be on this team eventually. Like, at least you got – like, it, at least they're going to be familiarized with, with someone. So, to me, that's all that matters. I mean, I, I know people like to scapegoat the hitting coach o- over the years, and that's not even just the Cubs. That's just fan bases in general when it comes to this game. I get it. Um, but to me, it's more about, okay, do, do the players like the guy? Do the players – do they buy into what he's preaching and talking about? If they do, then great. That's all I care about. We want the Tommy Hadovy version for a hitting coach. Yes. That's what we're looking Absolutely. for. We're looking for Hadovy mm-hmm. as a hitting coach. Yes. Um, uh, by the way, do we have an alarm, Joey? Do we have some sort of, you know, party tune? <laughs> there it is, huh? 
Matthew Gregory, there it is. <laughs> just signed up to be a diehard. Welcome to Shout the family. To, uh, Thank you. He's, a, he's a big supporter. Die-hard. He's a big supporter. I knew he was a diehard already because he's yeah. in the chat all the time. Right. But now he's a diehard with discounts in his pocket. Yeah. He's a he's a big fan of what we're doing here. I appreciate that. Um, another thing is that, you know, when we talked about um, you know, the Cubs promoted couple guys to assistant or uh yeah to assistant hitting coaches they have three assistant hitting coaches now um is Jim Aducci Johnny Washington who was already assistant hitting coach last year and now um you know Juan Cabreja they're all there and and one of the things is like how are how is that going to work right like you have a pitching coach yeah. an assistant I keep saying pitching coach you have a hitting, hitting coach, coach. <laughs> an assistant hitting coach and now you have two more like how how is that going to work um and he just kind of said you know it's a collective group of guys um, you know that bring they all bring something different to the table. He's gonna have his things. Johnny Washington has his stuff. You know, Pepe Cabreja and, and Jim Aducci all have their different things that they that they bring to the table. Um, and you know, the Dodgers have done that in the past, having multiple hitting hitting. Oh, they've had coaches. multiple hitting coaches. Yes, like not obviously there's one had hitting coach. Sure, yeah, but, but like there's a group of a group of uh, people you know running that kind of major league hitting department, so to speak. Um, and it's obviously been successful. The Dodgers have been the best team in baseball, or best organization in baseball for ten years now, right? Yeah, at least at least that long. At least as far as how of, <laughs> of what everyone wants. Like, yeah, they you can sit here and talk about the only World Series they have is the Mickey Mouse one, but yeah. we all wish that our our team was as competitive as they are. Yeah, exactly. Year in and, year out. and and they've done that. Um, and you know, he he was the Dodgers. Uh, he has seen the the three or four man hitting hitting coach staffs. And how well uh, how well that can be run if you do it the right way, and he thinks they can. He thinks uh, you know even if it's like something where he comes in and, and his message isn't getting across as well as he'd like, well then you know Johnny Washington has a lot of respect from these players, and and what he says matters, and maybe the way he says it in a, di- in a different way kind of gets that message across clearer. Or you know Juan Cabrera has been with the Cubs for a very long time. So is Jim Aducci. Yeah, you know, he was in the farm mm-hmm. system as an outfielder yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. So these guys that have been around for a long time, and then especially you know uh, Juan Cabrera with with a lot of the Latin players, um, maybe something Dustin Kelly says, maybe maybe it's lost in translation in some way. Well, Juan Cabrera can can be the guy that to obviously bridge that gap. So there's a bunch of different guys. Uh, it, it, it seems weird to have more than like to have when, when we saw three assistant hitting coaches, we're like, huh, that's curious. Yeah. But the way he explains it and the way he, he sees them working in tandem, you know, bringing their own thing. He, he called it a, a Swiss army knife. Right. They all bring their like ones, ones, the, the screwdriver, you know, whatever. As whatever. long <laughs> as they're communicating. <laughs> yeah. A similar message to the players and it's not. Four different messages. No, yeah, that and that's right? that's the yeah, goal. That's the goal, and he he feels confident in that because because again, be, just because you know a guy like again Juan Cabrera wasn't titled an assistant hitting coach last year, he's worked with them in 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 similar capacity to the way to what he's going to do now, um, and so it's not adding a, a fresh brand new face into this crazy group. It's like you're just really they, they've given titles and and and, and promoted and done well by these guys that have been around helping out in some capacity anyway. It's going to be, it may be a challenge to, to make sure the group is always cohesive and communicating well, um, but it seems like he's very confident in their ability to do that, and so I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how that works out. I just hope it works. I hope the whole thing works. You know, it seems, mm. seems like a, on paper it seems like a good plan, 
I, I just hope he's the hitting coach for the next 10 years. Right. You know, I hope he's the guy and he's the hitting coach for the next great team and it continues. And they there, keep paying him and giving him raises if he's doing a good job. I, I, I know Brant Brown is not a name that we like to talk about, but, I mean, he's been with the Dodgers for a long time. That's right. They're, they're a hitting coach. Escaped the Cubs organization. Yeah. After, oh, no. <laughs> and I've actually <laughs> talked to Brant Brown before uh, during the when the Cubs and uh, the Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire documentary came out. Um, way before CHGO, I, I had the chance to interview Brand Brown and talk to him about what it was like being a hitting coach for the, for the Dodgers. And he talked a lot about how, you know, it helps having good baseball players, but also helps having those assistants too. And so I like the idea of the Cubs having other ones as well on top of Dustin Kelly. So, uh, again, just hope, just hope it works out. That's, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, and, and again, I'll go back to the the fact that he. I think the biggest, and he I mean he said it, but it's also, in my opinion, the biggest thing that's working in his favor again, is just knowing the players in the system already. And like Greg Brown, uh, was very sought after hitting coach, and for good reason. Like he he, he worked with the Rays for a for a while, um, and he you know as as there you know in a similar role to what Dustin Kelly was just in, um, and he you know he was with the Rays, and we know the Rays develop hitters like you know they just turn them out they develop everything to turn them out really well mm-hmm. and that's why greg brown was so sought after um but he also was coming into a brand new organization that he didn't know and you know maybe the the things he was in trying to implement and his communication wasn't quite at the level that it needed to be with with you know everyone on the same page in all capacities a guy that's in the system now has been in the system and is coming up and already knows some of these players, um, at least at least in a little bit. And, and you know, he said he's talked to Nico and, and Ian already, like who are two of the Cubs, you know, better. You know, those are the two probably top players um, in that lineup right now. Um, he's talked to them. He's, he he knows some of these guys that have come up already. Um, it's just that whole previously having relationships. That aspect of it is going to help him, in my opinion, is going to help him kind of hit the ground running. And you know, if it doesn't work out, it's not going to be because they weren't on the same page. I think I think that's that relationship will help them get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, ha- we'll help them get there very quickly. Right. Uh, well, we, there's one comment that came up uh, that I guess it's kind of related to Bellinger, um, but it's from Nicholas. He said, would you rather have Bellinger or Abreu if you had to only pick one to sign this offseason? Um, and I find it interesting because we're just kind of shooting the shit today. Um I think that the Cubs should be on in on both personally, and if they're not, then yes, we are a, po- a poverty franchise. Um, because you could put Bellinger in the outfield, right? But if I had to choose just one, say the Cubs, uh, you know, got another guy to replace the other one, right? Um, but if I had to choose just one, I would say that I'd probably rather have Abreu than Bellinger. Well, if you're looking for guaranteed offense which is something the Cubs are looking, improving the offense. Abreu was still playing at a high level offensively last year. He wasn't hit as many home runs, but he was still a way better offensive player than Cody Bellinger was. I just think there's more options at center field. Here's why I like Bellinger. Okay. If I had to choose one, because you can put Bellinger in center or first, which gives you that alternative. And if you sign them both, which is the perfect plan, you don't have to say, well, Bellinger can only play center field. No, because 
Abreu's getting older, and Mervis is going to take some at-bats, but there may be times where you just put Abreu at DH, mm-hmm. and then he Bellinger could split the time with Mervis at first. So I like, I like having the flexibility of a guy that could defensively, at a high level, play center field and first base. Yeah. I guess so, the way that I look at it more so is – but you know, I, I like we, Abreu. We, you know, you get a veteran at first base plus Mervis, you know, flip flopping between first and DH. But then also, from what I feel like, the with the Cubs situation in center field, like if they if they don't get Bellinger, then Kiermaier is, you know, he's not as good. I mean, neither one of them are great offensive players at this point in their careers, right? But they're both great defensive players. But also like. There's got to be a spot for Brennan Davis anyway, and I think Brennan Davis is going to be on this team early next year. My, I mean, unless unless there's a, a yeah, we hope unless there's a setback or unless the Cubs want him to get more at bats just because of how many he missed out on last year. I just assume that they're going to want to get him in there sooner rather than later, especially if he has a great spring. So, not that I think that Brennan Davis would get every single start in center field next year, especially at the start. But I do think that he would get a large majority of them. And if you pair him with Kiermaier instead, like, I'm okay with that. When on the other end, when it comes to first base, I'm like, okay, you just have a rookie there and one that isn't as highly touted as one like Brennan Davis was. I feel like I can have a little bit more trust with Brennan Davis than I can Mervis. Um, so that's kind of the way I look at it. Here's, I mean, Matthew Gregory makes a good point. At this, because he's at a diehard. Yeah, he has a diehard. Mm-hmm. At this point, do you really think we can pencil Davis in as a sure thing? I don't think you can. He had, well, again, I would. No, but had, I don't think a, when you pencil somebody in, that's not a sure thing. If you, well, you take a magic marker and okay. say he's in center field, I if you have hopes that he can be there. I don't I don't think you can really pencil him in to, to, for anything pre – uh, before All Star break or before, you know, before the the the, the, mid, the real midway point of the season, I I just you know the the, the he missed an entire season of yeah. development. Like he, he May what early May is when he didn't play and then he didn't come back again until like around September ish. Then he only played five games in the Arizona Fall League. Um, you know, he, I, from the reports, it feels like he's going to be fine for spring training, all that stuff. And I get it, but. Is is he going to be? He's not going to be ready to go by opening day. I mean, I think I think that's a, that's an unlikely scenario. I think the likely scenario is that they send him down to Triple A uh, to start the season and just let him get at bats there. Uh, I I just I don't I don't think Brennan Davis is. I, I'm kind of in the same position as I was last off season when we first launched. Is like All Star break would be probably the latest I would go, but I wouldn't go much earlier than like June. But it's also like why you were saying. Whoever is in center field is not a long-term contract. Just like a Brave no, wouldn't yeah. be a long-term contract. It's a short contract. And if, if you end up with a logjam of guys in, in center field, like if you start, you sign one of these guys and you feel like they're blocking Brennan Davis and Brennan Davis shows you in AAA that he is ready and he is healthy, well, then, then you work things around. Then, then maybe somebody start you – know, I'm not saying – we don't know what's happening with Ian Happ yet. We don't know if that extension's coming. So we, yeah. we don't know if somebody would be moved. We don't know if yeah. somebody would – Ian Happ might be your DH. Yeah. And then, you know, even though he's a gold glove winner, maybe <laughs> is somebody shifted over? Does, does Suzuki become a, a – I don't know. 
Yeah. I guess from the sense of, like, I guess we really don't know about Brennan Davis. I guess I have more optimism about him. Yeah, you could be optimistic. I just think uh, it's – especially when you're comparing him to, like, Matt Mervis, I would say – because like, how did you phrase it? Like, you I have more, more, tru- I have trust, more trust or belief in Brennan Davis at this point than I do Matt Mervis. See, and I'm kind of flipped, I think. Like, people have forgot what he did the year before last – like he rose to be the Cubs' top prospect. Yeah, and I I I, I get that, but I'm saying I think the back injury, the, the back just all year, the back stuff has really the back stuff and just a lack of development for pretty much an entire season is what would cause me to like if I were to put the stock in one of those two guys, I'd probably put Mervis. Um, not saying that either or like Mervis is going to be better than Brennan Davis in the long run, right? But you don't know what you have in Brennan Davis right now anymore, just because the injuries. Mm-hmm have cost him a, a, a really important season for him. Um, whereas Matt Mervis exploded this year to the level where he is actually legitimately in play for opening day. You know like what's funny? Is that we're talking about worrying about blocking Brendan Davis, but nobody's talking about, well, I shouldn't say, none of us are talking about blocking Nick Madrigal. Like, my <laughs> my, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody that's already at the major league uh-huh. level, like, yeah. We're talking about a guy, a, a triple-A player who's a, a top prospect but has been injured, and we're, we're already elevating him above what we've seen out of Madrigal, who was a key piece of the trade. It's, in, well, it's interesting. Like I, I think Madrigal's more people are high on Brendan Davis than they would be Madrigal at this point. It would be interesting to see what we would all be saying right now if Madrigal just had been able to play all season. If Even if it was all doubles he, and singles. If he played like yeah. he did in August all season. Spot if Madrigal it. played like he did in August all season, I would say if we're signing one of those four, you put him at third base. I absolutely would say that. But this this is the thing that I've been preaching all year about or all offseason with the Cubs is like you cannot let Nick Madrigal be a reason that you don't go and get one of those guys, right? That's the thing. Like – and I was someone who wanted to believe in Nick Madrigal at the beginning of the year. I, in our preseason prediction thing, I said he was going to be comeback player of the year because I, I wanted to hmm. believe in him, all right? The guy started off the year slow, then was hurt, then came back, got hurt again, then came back, had a great August, and then got hurt again. Like, yeah. I just – you cannot bank on him being able to give you 162 games. Like, if people are going to tell me, sit in the chat and tell me, I saw a comment earlier, someone said, oh, Correa's never played – he's played 150 games once. Well, if you're if you're going to say that, then why are we even considering Nick Magical to be the starting second baseman for the Cubs next season? In a perfect scenario, you sign Correa, you think he's your shortstop, Nico agrees to move to second, and Nick Madrigal shows up at spring training and wows you and is like, Whoa, barrel after barrel after barrel after, and he forces it at some point early in the season where you're like, we've got to get Madrigal in the lineup, uh-huh. and Correa, you're playing third. Yeah, I mean, and like, wisdom, you're not playing, and that, said, <laughs> that's yeah. great. There again, and then we go back to what we've talked about the last couple of weeks as with this DH spot. There are so many ways to rotate those, yes, to rotate those three in and out of the middle infield. Like you have a DH spot. You know, Carlos Correa is going to probably need a day off or a day out of the field at least. Here and there, let him DH. You know, move Nico back to shortstop for a day, and let Nick Madrigal play second. Like there's, as long as he's playing well, like there's, there's so many ways to to rotate these three around right. that. Like, like you said, it's like, it's, even if Nick Madrigal had a great year this year, it it shouldn't stop the Cubs from wanting to add to their middle infield because the DH 
helps with a lot of those and, things. And I'm not even saying that I'm like full on out on Nick Magical. Like some people are in here saying that he's toast. Like you're talking about a 25 year old top five pick of the draft. Maybe he was overdrafted, whatever. People said that about Kyle Schwarber too. Uh, but I just think at the current state where the where the Cubs are currently at with their roster, you cannot you cannot just bank on Nick Magical being able to play those games. It's like the same thing that we said about Nico Horner last year. That's why the Cubs were we, we wanted the Cubs to sign Correa last year is because you didn't know what you're going to get on Nico Horner. Now you got Nico Horner who's proved himself for a year that he can be a guy up the middle for, you know, a good five-year stretch at the very least. You want to pair him with someone like Correa or Turner, whoever. And, yeah, if Magical comes in the spring and yeah. looks different, and like I, me and Ryan said it back in August, September, where this is a big offseason for Magical. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to find a way – to get his body right to where he does not get hurt and have, like, all these soft tissue injuries and stuff like that. If he can play, we saw, we've seen that he can be a good baseball player. I'm not saying that he's not a good baseball player. Some of you in the chat are saying that. He's shown to be a good baseball player and shown that the the, the pros and the cons of what he is. He can be very useful on this roster, but you can't bank on it. Not with where this team is at and, again, they are the goddamn Chicago Cubs. We are not the Pittsburgh Pirates. The <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates are a team that would do something like that. That's how I, that's that's how I feel about it. You cannot you you set yourself up for failure again if you go into next or go into next season and Nick Madrigal is your starting second baseman, given the full opportunity to start. But but th- and this is and and this is a reason why. You can't count on Brendan Davis either. You can't count on any of these guys that are minor leaguers for anything. That's why that you, have, fair point. you have to yep. add. You have to go. And and again, you, we. But we, what I'm trying to say is, you you have like you have Jose Abreu. He wants to come to the Cubs. Yeah, oh, we, you can't say, oh, we have Matt Mervis coming. No, no, you right. go get him. Let Matt Mervis develop how he needs to develop. Give him time to acclimate to the major league game because if he's going to be your first baseman of the future, he doesn't need to be your. First baseman, everyday starter, right now. Same thing in center field with Brennan Davis or Pico Armstrong next year. If, the, I mean, if those guys are, are, are you know, Brent, we'll, we'll stick with Brennan Davis for this year. If he's ready to come up in, you know, May, ready to come up in May, well, first of all, that's a whole month of you need a, someone in center, to play center field, but also, like, is he going to be fully ready to go hit the ground running and is going to be the everyday starting center fielder? Who knows? Yeah. Is he going to be healthy every day? Who knows? Like, you're going to need someone, and you need – the Cubs were dead last in, like, defensive runs saved at center field this year. You need an upgrade. You need someone that can provide a steady glove. And guys like we said, Cody Bellinger, if he's on, if he's a free agent, Kevin Kiermeyer potentially, if he's healthy, would provide – good defensive gloves, but also wouldn't stop Brennan Davis from eventually becoming the starting center fielder. Again, the entire question was brought up because someone said, if we had to choose one. (laughs) The Cubs absolutely should, if if Bellinger becomes available, they should definitely get him, and they should still be in on someone like Abreu or Josh Bell. Yes. Absolutely. After they sign Correa. (laughs) Absolutely. There is no excuse, no reason not to be in on both. That's a, that would be another reason that I would then start calling them a poverty franchise if they were to only get one and not, the, and not another. You're just not going to bet all of your money yeah. on Nick Madrigal being your second baseman next season. But Cody might bet all of his money on college <laughs> basketball this weekend or snowy football, football games like he did last night. Winner, yeah, winner, chicken dinner. Shout out dinner. to Western and Eastern Michigan. I stand the entire state of Michigan yeah, until... What a wild parlay. Tonight. Yeah, Western Michigan... 
Uh, plus seventeen hundred something after the D- DraftKings boost, a five dollar bet won me ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, but it was Eastern Michigan money line and Western Michigan money line. Maction is the best; it remains undefeated. Die hard. So you stand at all of Michigan except for Central Michigan, Central right? and North and South Michigan, and the, the University of Michigan, and the and the University of Michigan mostly, especially them. Yeah. I do not stand them. Corey, I hope you heard that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I I once I won some coin on the state of Michigan last night on DraftKings. It's my favorite app. You guys know I roll over every day when I wake up. I open up DraftKings. I actually did that this morning to place a bet on Furman. Yeah, Furman and Penn State to go under one forty six and a half name anymore. <laughs> and they did go under one hundred forty six and a half. One eight hundred five two two. But you could have bet on the Bulls game last night, and if you did, I'm sorry if you took the Bulls because that was tough. <laughs> Uh, NBA fans, the the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. You know, I when I bet the NBA, I only bet on the Bulls, on Bulls games, because I don't follow all the te- other teams as much. I love to bet on the NFL or college football. You know, tonight, I'm going to take Titans plus three and a half against those 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 cucks up in Wisconsin. I just, I'm feeling it. Derrick Henry is going to have himself yeah. a night. Also, Mike Vrabel, 20-7 and seven against the spread as an underdog. I mean, the, it is the, the, the football gods are giving it to us. The gambling gods, better they better show up tonight, all right? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes details in the podcast or YouTube description. You know, I'm it's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Absolutely. There you go. I'm kind of excited uh, for this co- this Wrigley Field uh, DraftKings Sportsbook to open yeah. up. Because, you know, like when you like, you watch World Series of Poker and they all got, like, sunglasses on, they all got their shades on, you know, not, you know their poker face kind of thing. Right. I'm going to walk in there one day and I'm going to see Cody – at That's the right. tables, you know, just watching sports with sunglasses on. His Norm own, his cheers. own, his Domendo. yeah, his own poker face. What kind of sunglasses? Um, yeah, what kind of sunglasses? Oh, Shady Rays. Shady Rays. He's gonna be wearing uh, Shady Rays. The only sunglasses I wear. Uh huh. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in a lake, you drop them off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality that I could tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You got free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. 
And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one and get one free. Oh, you, can, you get two pairs for as low as $54. Remember, code is CHGO. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Beautiful. Oh. We, we only have a couple minutes left in the show. Do we want to talk? Do you guys rather talk about the All-Star game? Potential for Wrigley Field. It's going to be the Rangers. Or would you rather talk uh, Aaron Judge collusion? Allegedly. I kind of want to talk about Pete Rose. You want to talk Pete Rose? That's fine. I'll talk about Pete Rose. Right, because Pete Rose. Like, wow, me and Yasiel Puig are like the most relatable guys ever. <laughs> Betting on For you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, uh, I'm if, the most, he's the most relatable athlete oh, I've ever if had. If Cody could have hit a curveball as a kid... Listen, he had been betting on the games. We, we, we could do the All-Star game because I heard, I saw people earlier in the chat mentioning. Talking about it? Game. Yeah. It was so really 2024 is going to be the Rangers hosting it. And everybody keeps thinking, when is it going to be Wrigley Field? Because it was the 90s, the last time it was at Wrigley Field. Sandberg, well, I said I went to the Home Run Derby. It was 1990, right? Yeah. Wasn't 1990, Home Run Derby like one of the worst ever? It, only two home. He hit two home runs in the home run derby because the wind was howling in, oh, and God. two home runs won the home run derby. It was Ryan Sandberg. Wow, wow. wild. He got like a little pink hat when he came to the ballpark. It was pretty cool to see all the players. At that time, you know, inter, no interleague play, so to see the American League players was like a big deal. Uh, it was a huge deal, you know. Yeah. Um, I would like to see it back at Wrigley. I I know, and Jared was saying this in our chat that one of the problems has been that, and they're supposed to be high on Wrigley Field still, but the visitors' ball or uh, clubhouse is still, while it's been greatly improved for the renovation, and it is bigger than it was, yeah. it is still very, very small. So one of the, one of the teams is going to be in a very small clubhouse yeah. compared to the other one. And so you have, they would have to figure out a way to make some sort of legit clubhouse for the other team it's just not an all-star type experience now the the rest of the ballpark is though that's yeah. the problem yeah so no, find a way to make a bigger temporary clubhouse yeah, and i guess i didn't realize how long it's been since an all-star game was at wrigley field and since today. i graduated high school um i wasn't my even my entire life i wasn't even <laughs> 90 i graduated <laughs> high school i wasn't even a thought in my parents head i don't think my parents had even met at this point well in 90 i was born in 91 so uh, even i wasn't a thought in my parents head. you just can't you just well first of all you've had almost every team in major league baseball since then get a new ballpark so they've just yeah. been rotating through all the new ballparks for a yep. long time. Mm. Um, and the Cubs aren't going to. The Cubs aren't going to, but at some time you've got to pay your respect to Wrigley Field. Well, the, you know, the federal landmark. Yeah, is. The, federal, the federal landmark. Yeah, Don likes to say. So what is it, 2025? They're one of, on the, ballpark too. one of the favorites, I guess, to, to land it for 2025? I, is, I, is I mean, Rob I guess Manfred, that's the, the rumor. That's okay. what Rob Manfred said. So cool. Like, I'd, I'd um, love to see it happen just in time for the well, uh, peak of the next great Cubs team. Well, they got to finish that time, building the sports have, book, It wasn't too. Rob Manfred. It was. I hope it comes in, like, 2024, 2025, yeah. because okay. the sports book will be built. We will be doing, you know, perhaps might be doing something there just because it's going to be a DraftKings sports book. Right. And, like, all of, like all the renovations will be done by then. Yeah. Like, all of it. And, uh, and I, you know, I think – then would be a great time to do something like this. And I know the Cubs want to do it because 
what a this is right well, up Michael a, Collada's alley. Like money Tom Ricketts gonna make a ton of money off that. Ton so. of money. The the hotel um, will be filled. Oh yeah. People, so, uh, the, there there will be people who will spend way too much for that. By hotel. then, <laughs> it's it, by then Otani's on the Cubs. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. So with the, Correa the, and Judge, yes, the uh, <laughs> Brennan Davis, the, the where I it wasn't Rob Manfred that I had seen say it, it was Bob Nightingale that said the Cubs are one of the favorites okay, for twenty twenty five. Toronto, Toronto, Baltimore, Atlanta, and Chicago Cubs are leading candidates for twenty twenty five. They choose Toronto before the Cubs, like. I, yeah, like no. the, that they've been in the same. Toronto's ballpark supposed to be a great city, but like, like, but their ballpark is yeah, in. right. Agreed. They need to bring it back to Wrigley with the big. St- Scoreboards and, and everything that's around it now, people would people would like it. Also, I'll be living here, so I'll be right there. That I care okay. more. I'm very selfish about it. There you go. So, that's fair. Admittedly, yeah. Selfish. As long as you admit it. Yeah. So. And Colada says, "Don't forget, we got the new light bulbs too." And Gallagher yeah. Way, and, that, and those ought to make up comment. a little bit for the smaller clubhouse. And Gallagher Way and new light bulb or uh, new bathrooms. Don't, yeah. He didn't let us forget Listen, that part. The the American League team can dress at the CHGO bar if they want. There you go. We don't care. That's yeah. fair. I'll be nice unless they're the white we'll valet them over there on scooters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we've got more shows coming up next week. Again, the big announcement today was diehard level mm-hmm. for the memberships have gone. Like if, if you were an original member here at CHGO, all, allchgo.com, we've unlocked tons of content. So now way more people can have access to it. Um, a lot of, Great Cub stuff from Ryan in there. Get the membership. $79.99. You get 20% off all the merch. You get 20% off all of our group events. You get 20% off all of our tailgates. You, 20, mm-hmm. all of it, you get a free shirt every year. You'll definitely make up for it really, really quickly. And, again, you will also get many, many cool perks, including merch that won't be available to everybody else. That, they won't be able to get it. Oh, yeah. we got some cool stuff coming out, and some of that will be just for members only. So, uh, and by Matthew Gregory already did it. He said, imagine not being a diehard. I can't imagine being a diehard. I can't imagine it. Been I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably, you know, shed a tear for you if you weren't a diehard. I just ex- I ex- separate some men from the boys. Separate some men from I the boys. I just expect a lot of our Cubs chat to end up on the diehard list because I don't think there's another team in this town that has more diehard fans than Cub fans. Period. I like I just I expect there to be more diehards out of Cubs fans than I expect any other team in town to have diehards. Maybe we should maybe have a competition. The maybe the yeah, Bears. Maybe the Bears. Maybe we should, there should be a competition for that. Like who has we the We got most. 108 people uh, watching and there ain't no major Cubs news today. Like that that's Correa awesome. Correa still has not signed. Yeah. Not, we not hope yet. it's tomorrow. We'll see. So, uh Ryan and uh or, or Brendan and Corey will have a podcast for you tomorrow. Hopefully. Or. Hopefully we have an urgent one. Yeah. Mer- could have emergency. the emergency podcast. Emergency. We keep saying. <laughs> doesn't happens. want me to say emergency anymore. Oh, that's true. Get those, get urgent, those alerts, diehards, uh-huh. so you know you're not missing it. Make sure you subscribe and sign up and all those things. Uh, Definitely then, if something happens, we will be live remotely. Oh, yeah. This weekend. We're head on a swivel. Like yeah. we'll be ready if they to go. signed Correa, I Cody's could be at the bar, you know, having a couple drinks, double fisting possibly, and then the news drops. I'm running. I'm, I'm somehow getting home, and we're doing a podcast. Cody will be at Murphy's. They signed Correa. He'll slap down his diehard card and say, "Pick there up everybody's go. tab," and then he'll walk out. <laughs> like, I got everybody's drinks, and me. it just slide the <laughs> CHGO diehard card. And they'll look at me like, "This isn't a credit card." This yeah, is, what it, is, it, 
No, it, it's he's like a die it's hard. like when you have the McLovin ID when you wa- when you uh, watch Superbad back right. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it works every time. It, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book. We will see you back here next week again, Brendan and Corey, on Friday, and maybe an emergency podcast from us. We'll see you next week.